Welcome back to The Road to Seven with Sheila Cummins. I am your host, Sheila Cummins, and today we are going to be talking about how to set up your business so that you can be taken seriously. So if you've ever had your business dismissed or someone's laughed at your cute little business or your side hustle, or you're just hiding behind what it is that you're doing and choosing not to talk about it, maybe you're a little bit embarrassed about it or you're not ready to really step in and own its full value, then this is an episode you don't want to miss. Welcome to The Road to Seven. I'm your host, Sheila Cummins. I am an entrepreneur, a mentor, an investor, a wife, and mom to three beautiful children. Women entrepreneurs are up-leveling and changing the rules for business strategy, leadership, success, money, and impacting the world every single day. The Road to Seven is the diary of business strategy for women entrepreneurs. We meet you where you're at in your business and champion you along the road to your vision. And I am honored you chose to join us today. Ready to go? Buckle up. It's time to hit the road. Oh, today's topic may very well trigger something in you, but you know what? I'm going to wade in with both feet because there are some messages in today's content and today's podcast that you as a business owner need to be hearing. Before we get started, I just want to give a shout out to JMO21 for a beautiful five-star review. She said, every episode is an aha moment. I'm a new listener and I'm excited to catch up on past episodes. I've incorporated Sheila's podcast to my daily morning routine. It's a great way to start your day motivated and inspired. Well, JMO, thank you for taking the chance and listening to us and for choosing us to be a part of your morning routine. And that's exactly what one of our goals is with the Road to Seven podcast. It is exactly that, to get you motivated and to inspire you to keep doing what it is that you do. So on today's episode, I want to talk about seven areas that I see women entrepreneurs setting themselves up in a way that's not doing them any favors. And isn't it interesting that I have seven ideas for today because these are ideas and concepts that you want to be thinking about along your road to seven. Wherever it is that you are and wherever it is that you want to go, that is an incredibly noble place and we are honored to be supporting you along the way. And I'm hoping that today's episode will just have you do a little bit of reflection and look at your own business practices to see where you could possibly fill a gap or maybe you're missing something so that you can add it or maybe something's a little bit messy and so you can fix it or maybe something is currently misaligned and we need you to either pivot or move it so that it's in full alignment with the value that you bring to the market. The very first place that I think women entrepreneurs in particular, especially those that are running micro business, fall flat or where they lose potential customers, is they are tripping over the pennies to get to the dollar. What does that mean? They're trying to save money in the wrong places. Now, if you don't know me, and many of you don't, then it's important that you know that I am a numbers girl. Despite being terrible at math, the data and the numbers behind your business don't lie. 
And so when we're looking at expenses, I absolutely am all for running a lean and efficient machine so that your operating costs are as low as possible, but not at the expense of delivering a good business. Your customers are buying from you because of what it is that you offer, but also because of the customer experience that you provide them. So when you're cutting corners and trying to save money by having a free checkout system that is so unbelievably cumbersome to use, people will walk away. Just today, I tried buying something from a woman entrepreneur here in Ontario. She's got a great product, I really want one, but I tried to check out on her website and it just every single turn, it was so difficult to move on to the next. There wasn't the right shipping calculation on it. I couldn't choose the number of items that I wanted. The checkout was clunky. And I looked to see what she was using and she was using some free software. Listen, part of the pricing of your products or of your services includes the cost of doing business. Payment processors, checkout systems, websites, website payment processors, website hosting of your products or your memberships. Those are all a cost of doing business. And when you are nickel and diming the software that's needed to help bring you efficiency and make it a beautiful and seamless customer experience for the people who want to work with you, then you are losing business left, right, and center. If you've got a website that is homemade, handmade, you know the ones that I'm talking about, that look terrible, that have terrible copy on it, that don't clearly articulate what you do, that you've clearly done yourself, how is that representing you and the value that you bring? I'm not asking you to spend thousands and thousands on a new website, though I am a firm believer that unless you're a website designer and developer, you have no business building your own. There are some great website tools that are out there that are more user-friendly over others. But when you are saving, choosing to save on one of your most public-facing assets because you want to save 20 bucks, that's a bit of a problem. When you believe deeply in the value that you bring, then you will also believe in investing in the softwares and the operation systems that make it easy to do business with you. Stop penny pinching in the areas where you don't need to be. It's okay to pay a 2.1% processing fee. That's just standard, that's normal. And if you're trying to work around that 2.1% processing fee, then you got to go back and look at your pricing and make sure that that is reflected in your price so that you are walking away after all expenses have been paid with the amount that you feel is an accurate representation of your value. The second thing I think it's important we talk about is how you talk to your clients. I see a lot of women in particular using hashtags which and i know that it's a personal thing and it doesn't bother everybody so i need to say that first and if you're using these hashtags it's probably because and it's bothering me it's indicative that i'm not your client but this is exactly my point when you're calling yourself a hustler or your side hustle you know hashtag side hustle hashtag boss babe hashtag woman making it happen i think and you can disagree with me, but I feel like you are lowering the standard of your brand. 
A business is literally defined by exchanging money for a product or service. And so when you can't call yourself a business owner or an entrepreneur or you know a CEO or a founder or whatever accurately describes your role in your company, then I'm curious what it is that you're trying to cover up. So if boss babe or mompreneur, or there's so many different variations on that. If that talks to your client, then by all means use it. But if you're looking for some investment, or you're looking to get outsiders to support you, or you're looking for some pretty big clients, not many of them describe themselves as a boss babe. And so it's important that you're representing the value and the quality of your brand and stepping into the shoes of that woman who is building this amazing machine and entity that is in service to others. And so stop giving yourself cutesy names. You don't need it. You're giving yourself the cutesy name because it's making you feel better. And I'm sitting here saying, I know the value you're bringing and I believe in what you're doing. So stand in that value and make no apologies for it. The other place where I think, you know, people can tend to not take ourselves all that seriously is on your actual website. And let's talk about the offers that you're making. There are too many of you that have offers that are not going to convert because they do not clearly articulate what it is that you do, what result you offer, and who needs that result and what problem you're solving. When you can make money from your messaging, the right people are going to start lining up for your offers. If you don't know how to articulate it, that is an incredible investment that you can make in your business, getting somebody to help you. We have a program called the Business Accelerator, and I'm just going to give it a mention here because it is a part of the process that we put into place helping women with their brand positioning and creating the messaging that will make them money. We call it money-making messaging and also having offers that will sell themselves. That marketing foundation is the root of everything that you do in your business. And that's what our two-day business accelerator does. So if you want to learn more, click in the show notes and come and visit us. And we use the business accelerator as a jumping board into our other programs to help you make that shift from solopreneur to CEO. So go and look at your landing pages. You know, coming back to this whole, have you made your own website? If you have a piecemeal landing page, which is not attractive and eye-catching, and I don't think everything is based in your logo and your colors, but I do know that there's a difference between a homemade landing page and a professional landing page. And you can see who's trying to save money on the homemade landing pages, and it takes away from your professionalism, and it's going to lower the amount that you can charge for your services. There are some areas where the look and the feel matter. A sales page in particular or a landing page is one of those places because it does the heavy lifting for you to build credibility and to build relatability and to build an awareness and a need for your program. So if you've got this, you know, homemade, very poorly designed landing page or offer page, friend, it's just not going to convert and people aren't going to take you seriously. And I'm saying this from a place of love because I care about you and I want you to step up how it is that you're showing up and what it is that you're putting out. We need you to be so incredibly proud of what's going out and have all of those pieces 
clearly articulate the value that you bring. Another area where I think women entrepreneurs do themselves a disservice is actually how we treat other entrepreneurs, women entrepreneurs in particular. You know, I've got two stories that I want to share, and, and this is something that goes way back in my world. I've been speaking for years on stages, and I love it, and it's it's been an amazing lead generation, and I'm so grateful for every speaking opportunity, not only that I have had, but that I have coming up. It's a gift to be on your stage. But you know what? What I wear on stage matters. I have this Kelly green dress, which is one of my favorite. You can't buy it anymore. It was custom made by a company that's no longer in business. And I just, I love the color. I love the cut. I feel great in it. But I stopped wearing it on stage because when I got off and people came to talk to me, all they did was comment on what I was wearing. And so that's one of the reasons why I shifted to wearing navy blue when I'm presenting, because it's a color that doesn't stand out, but just allows people to shift their focus away from what it is that I'm wearing to what it is that my message is. And you know, that whole concept of women looking instead of listening at the person who's sharing, that is up to us to shift. That's up to us. I don't want you to comment on my hair. A couple months ago, I put out a, well, I thought it was a great video and it got, it got great reviews from the people who listened to it and they found it really helpful. But one of the comments, one of the first comments was, wow, your hair's so long. And this was from another woman who's in business, who I respect very much. My video's not about my hair. I am not about the clothes that I'm wearing. I'm about the message that I'm sharing. And as women entrepreneurs, I think we need to be role modeling how to show up for others and be commenting on the things that matter. Don't tell me if I've lost weight or gained weight. Don't tell me if my hair's long or short or you can see the gray or it's been recently colored. Talk to me about the message. When you're leaving a comment, leave a comment about somebody else's message or their work or their value or a valid point that they made or something that you really like about it. For God's sakes, don't comment on their shirt or their jewelry. And that's up to us as women to shift that narrative. That's up to us to really role model how to respect each other and go beyond just the what we look like and what's being presented. And I know that I am talking about, you know, and I, I get it. I'm talking about what your website and your offer pages look like. And yes, it does matter. When you show up professionally and you've got good sound and good light and a good video camera, people are going to take you more seriously. When you're cutting corners and trying to use your computer speaker and there's an echo and there's background noise and we can't see your face because your lighting's bad, you're cutting corners on the wrong things. So those are a couple points blended into one. One is let's start commenting and lifting each other up based on the content that's being shared, not on what that person is wearing or what they look like. And secondly, let's be leading with the value and showing up professionally on camera, off camera, on our Zoom calls. I was going to work with a, a coaching company. Actually, I wanted to work with them and I kind of still do. But the sales call was, it was just so wrong on so many levels. It was actually a guy who showed up and he was on the Zoom call and he opened it up by saying, hey, how are you? which is fine. A first name would have been nice, but hey, how are you? He was wearing a gray hoodie. He had sunglasses on his head 
And throughout the conversation, he kept saying, you know what? Like, it's so true, man. And he kept sort of saying, yeah, man. And I looked at him and I was like, we're pretty clear here that I'm not a man, right? And he sort of looked at me, eyes big as pancakes. He was young, admittedly, but he was representing this company. And he ended up turning me away from signing up for the coaching program because I felt like I didn't, I guess I felt like I didn't really belong. It was, you know, for young guys who fist bump and yeah, man, and hey, bro, which is how he was talking to me. But it's enough that I took my money and I'm going to take it elsewhere. That was a significant investment. And that's an example, not so much of a woman not taking herself seriously as a business owner, but as a business not showing up professionally and standing behind the value that they bring. They made it very clear on that call who their audience was, and it wasn't me. And it was such a turnoff. And so I'm curious if you were to go and look at your business, what are the areas where you're maybe not showing up as professionally as you could? What are some things that you could do to really step up your game? It might be as simple as putting on a nice shirt, maybe a little accessories, maybe putting a little lippy or mascara on, not because of what it's going to make you look like, but because of how it's going to make you feel. And so when you show up professionally and you have the right software and hardware to really create an experience for your customers and potential customers where they can see and experience your value, they are more likely to say yes. When you stop referring to yourself with cutesy names, listen, those are fine if they connect with your audience. But if that is not who your audience is, then let's give those names a rest and start stepping in the shoes of what it is that you actually do. You You are a professional. You are an expert in your field. Own that. Show up as that. Have a plan for your growth. When you're all over the place and you're sporadic and you know, you got one thing launching today, something else tomorrow, there's no consistency, there's no flow, sometimes you're on social, sometimes you're not, it's hard for people to take what you do seriously and see the value in your work. That consistency comes from having a dedicated plan where you're making actions based on intention with a clear outcome in mind. When your offers fuel the other offers that you have and people can really understand what it is that you do, who you serve, the problem you solve, and the solutions that come from working with you or from buying your products, then that is how you can show up and really increase your sales. When it's easy for people to buy from you, if they have to send an email to book a call and then you have four emails going back and forth just to get on the call, and then you know maybe something happens and you have to reschedule the call and there's another three emails, oh my gosh, ladies, like you gotta stop. It's gonna cost you probably $10 a month to have a scheduler in place where people can pick a time that works for them based on your schedule. It is professional. It puts boundaries in place. It makes it easy for people to get on your calendar. When it's easy for people to check out and buy your products and choose their shipping options, it doesn't matter what price you have on it. What matters is that for the customer, it's easy. If they have to email you in order to complete their order, there's something wrong with your system. 
Stop tripping over those pennies to get to the dollar bills. Stop cutting costs and trying to save money on the places that really are going to enhance the customer experience. And again, just as a summary, it's how we treat each other and show up for each other. Let's start commenting on each other's value and on each other's content in a way that is knowledgeable and smart and uplifting and supportive. And stop making comments about what their shirt is or where they are or, oh, they look great. That's not why people are putting out content. And so let's take the lead here, my friends, and let's lead this movement of up-leveling the professionalism of women entrepreneurs and the professionalism of micro-business so that we can be taken more seriously. I'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to The Road to Seven. If you found value in what you've heard today, please leave us a five-star rating and a written review. You might just get a shout out on an upcoming episode and you never know when I'm going to be mailing some surprise treats to our reviewers. Make sure to subscribe so you automatically get notified when new episodes are released. Are you looking for a way to connect with other entrepreneurs that are facing the same challenges as you? I'd love to connect with you in the Road to 7 Facebook group on Instagram and LinkedIn. Just head to SheilaCummins.com. You will find all the links that you need right there. Together, we'll explore more ways to support your shift into action so that you can grow your business to finally match your vision. I love aligning your vision of success with strategic and intentional actions because that is how we will grow your business to match your vision. I focus on women, all women, because women hold the keys and the power to creating a powerful and positive world through their impact. We'll see you on the next episode.